And now, the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Tyler Butterball Buterball. Lonzo Ball, he's one heck of a playmaker. And he's going to set these guys up open. He's going to set up Levine. Now DeRozan, Vooch, he's going to be able to set these guys over. And last year, 37.8% from three-point. That's pretty darn good. And David, Double D Dykstra. Texas will be lucky to be 500. Oklahoma will be lucky to get out of there with no more than three losses. Like, they're, they're going into conferences where they're going to get shellacked. Andrew Pepe Valentin. This is... The biggest scar on the Blackhawks, on hockey, on the NHL, you can possibly think of. This was a conspiracy theory that is true. This is this was a this was a conspiracy to cover up the fact that this monster was allowed to inflict his his will on this young man and use his power as a coach. Hit us up on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at blow T whistle one. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E one. And now here's Tyler, Andrew, and David. Welcome, welcome, welcome into Blow the Whistle on a beautiful Monday, last Monday in January. Can you believe January's almost over? It flew by that so fast. That is crazy to me. I can't believe it. Welcome in once again. My name's David Dykstra. I'm here with... Tyler Buterbaugh. Where can they find you, Tyler, real quick? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Buterbaugh, or you can find me on Instagram at Ty underscore Butterball 45, or on Facebook at... Tyler Buterball. <laughs> well, once again, I'm David Dykstra. You can find me at David Dykstra 4 on uh, Twitter, Instagram. It's ddykstra7795 and David Dykstra on Facebook. You can also find us at Blow T Whistle 1 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to email us, it is Blow T Whistle Radio at gmail.com we want to thank everybody for tuning in listening we especially want to give a quick shout out to all our under the hood podcast listeners uh if you're new to the show welcome happy to have you here always you're back and like what you hear get ready this is going to be chock full of greatness today it's me and tyler unfortunately andrew is not here today um, down with a little sickness, down with the sickness. Um, hopefully he feels better and we'll be back next week, but we do have a surprise coming in the second hour. We do, but I'm not going to let it be known what that surprise is until no. he or you guys she, are going to have to wait and listen. He or she, he or she comes on. <laughs> that being said, we're going to be talking bears. AFC, NFC championships, of course, the greatest segment in all of entertainment. You're killing me, Smalls. We've got Baseball Hall of Fame. We've got preview for the Super Bowl where we're not going to give out our picks because it's two weeks away, sir. Yeah, no, we we can't. We we can break it down a little bit just from what we saw. A two-week tease. A two-week tease. I like that. (laughs) We got the Hall of Fame, of course. We also have uh, Blackhawks and Bulls. So a lot to get to. Tyler, you ready? Let's do this, man. All right. First and foremost, the big headlines out of Chicago. The Chicago Bears have a new head coach, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Former Colts defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus. Eberflus. I I feel like, you know, we should be in Holland and eating (laughs) some kind of Finnish. Finnish food. Finnish food, Eberflus. (laughs) 
Mata Iperflus. And he didn't waste any time. He or uh, Ryan Poles did not waste any time in naming a offensive coordinator as well. Uh, quarterbacks coach Luke Getze. Yeah. There was a news conference today introducing, uh, I guess, pretty much everybody. Ryan Poles, Iberflus, and, and talking about the hire of Getze as the offensive coordinator. Uh, still looking for the defensive coordinator. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what comes of that. I'll have to look it up. They did have an interview set, but I cannot think of the player on the top, the coach on the top of my head. But I guess the question out to everybody in our listening audience is: What are your thoughts on on Kev, or on Ryan Poles' first hires? For the Chicago Bears, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. I guess I have to go to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's no one else here, <laughs> unless I wanted to start it off. But uh, no, I'll ask you first because you are the Bears fan. Yeah. So, so overall, I mean, I I really like the Ryan Poles pickup. I was hearing his name floating around on the different uh, possibilities that the coaches were looking for, or the bears were looking for. And if you look at this guy's resume and he's, he's had so much success and we talked about it. Uh, I think, I believe a couple of weeks ago, cause we didn't talk about the bears last week, but no, that, we did not. Cause no. it was all stagnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they'd hired polls, I believe, but he hadn't done an interview yet. No, uh, they didn't. They, they just interviewed. Yeah. They just interviewed him, but we mentioned it in TV, blow the whistle on Tuesdays. So you guys could also watch us on Twitch. From 3.30 to 2.30 to 3.30. But anyways, um, <laughs> nice he boy. had a whole list of, there was a list of players that he was involved in with picking up for the Chiefs. And all those guys ended up being starters. A couple of big names that they've had were, that he, he was a part of was Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, which phenomenal players. I they, mean, are, they are right. They're okay. He's... He, Tyreek's a little slow to me. But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he could be a little quicker. And seeing what he's doing, he he hasn't made he hasn't taken wasted any time finding his new his new coaching staff. And he brought in Matt Eberflus, which to I me, absolutely before you go any further, yeah. I absolutely love that you put the his choice. Because yes. ladies and gentlemen, whether you know it or not, it was his choice. Everything that Tyler and I have heard from Hallis Hall is that the upper management beyond Pull, pulley, pulls, 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 pulley. I like it. Pulley. I like calling him pulley. Pulley want a cracker? Pulley want a cracker? <laughs> but anyway, uh, from Ryan, polls was that this was his hire. The Everybody else in upper management from the McCaskies to Ted Phillips were pretty much right down the middle on whether they wanted Jim Codwell or Dan Quinn. Right. And he goes, no, no, no. I want the defensive coordinator from... Indianapolis, Interest, Interesting thing I heard about that. He, Ryan Poles, before he got hired as the GM, convinced the Bears' uh, upper management to bring in Matt Eberflus for an interview. I guess Eberflus wasn't even in the uh, Bears' upper management discussion until Ryan no, Poles. No, because they wanted, they wanted a name. Right. Yeah, exactly. And But the funny thing is that how Poles was able to convince them before even getting the job as GM. Which is kind of mind blowing to me. That, I think I think he 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 liked what he heard from not just you know his standpoint, but from the standpoint I've I've read a lot about. As soon as he was hired, I've read a lot about Eberflus. I have not heard a bad thing. I've yet. heard 
Only good things. And, That's why. And I've heard a lot of coaches say he has the it yeah. factor, which yeah. to me means a lot. If you have the it factor, it means, okay, unfortunately, it may not be, it may not work out for you the first time you're a head coach, but eventually you're going to hit when you're a head coach. Right. And so not, I'm not going to lie with the Eberflus pickup. I was a little out of sorts. I was very convinced the bears were going to go for an offensive minded uh, coach, but bringing in the defensive coach, Bears were still struggling on defense. But the thing is, people are all upset, like, oh, no, John, uh, John Har- Jim Harbaugh, and all this oh. stuff. And I'm like, please, shut up. I swear. But, uh, <laughs> you know what? I hope he goes to, now that he's interviewing with the Vikings, I hope, hope he, he goes, goes to the Minnesota and Chicago just waylays him. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh, oh you wanted Jim Harbaugh there, eh? <laughs> oh. Well, here you go. Detroit Lions aren't looking so bad, are they? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but um, but look at the history. There's many coaches out there right now that were defensive-minded but have have successful offenses, like Belichick, big name. Bill Belichick. John Harbaugh. Um, I can't think of their names right now, but— Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Uh, Bill's head coach. I'm going blank on his name. McDermott. McDermott. Look at all defensive-minded coaches, but you bring in you bring in the leadership, and that's what I believe that Matt Eberflus has. I think the the one the one place that I'm having issue with right now is Luke Getze. Okay, has not called a play. No, comes from a great organization with solid background. Well, he, he was they called he's the Packers quarterback coach, but they also said he was a passing coordinator. That's where I was wondering if he was call, calling. I, I don't those know plays. if he was necessarily calling plays, as if maybe he was designing plays. Okay, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, that, no, that makes total sense. I, 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 my, my big issue is you. Granted, we didn't want retreads. We didn't want guys who've been in the league. A lot of the the new Bears, and when I say we, the, I'm talking the blow the whistle guys because we've had yeah. a lot of conversation about that. We we as the blow the whistle crew did not want retreads. We didn't want the the old school mentality. We want that new man's m- mindset, that young fresh, the new school mindset yeah. of like, we can be players coach a, a players coach, but also be disciplined and. Boy, was that word thrown around today in the press conference. I probably heard it like eight times within from one answer. So it, it's not, no longer collaboration, ladies and gentlemen. It is discipline. It's discipline. This it, team needs to have discipline. And I did honestly like what I heard for the most part from that that interview uh, or the press conference. And it just it looks there's confidence between those two. I, I think I think it it for me. When Ryan Poles says, this is my decision and this is who I want, it, it goes a long way to give Eberflus a lot of confidence in saying, all right, this guy believes in me. Let me show the other people around me why he, they should believe in me too. And real quick, just because I just saw, the Bears are interviewing uh, Colts cornerback coach Alan Williams for the de- defensive coordinator. So. Which, I mean, would make sense. It I, would. It's coming I from figured- Eberflus, Eberflus, Eberluses. <laughs> Eberflus, that's not going to be the first time that happens. I'm going to guarantee oh, you that. They already started that nickname. If if he starts being bad, that they're going to call him Eberlus. Eberlusen? Eberlusen. <laughs> uh, Eberflus, uh, that makes sense because he knows the system. Right. And, and would probably, it would be an easy transition. And he 
probably trusts if he's bringing him in. It's probably one of the guys from his defensive uh, assistants that he trusts the most. I figured he'd bring someone from his old coaching staff into here. Of course they were going to do that. I mean, there's a lot more that we can break down, but we've got to move on because this was a big weekend coming up. I don't know if you want to call it a surprise or not, but somebody made the Super Bowl for the first time in 13 seasons. We talk about it next here on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. They're down and one. Stafford, end zone cop. Got it. Touchdown Rams. Stafford throws. Pass caught. Cop. Still rumbling. Cop down to the 12. Stafford airs it out. Jefferson downfield. He's picked. No. Dropped. Unbelievable. A drop by Jaquaski Tart. Here's Gay. From 30 yards out. He's got it. Back to Garoppolo, pocket crumbling. He spins out, he's hit, he's wrapped up, he flips it forward, it's tipped, it's intercepted, it's intercepted, it's intercepted! Aaron Donald's got pressure on Garoppolo, and Traven Howard clinches the NFC Championship game! Welcome back to Blow the Whistle here on SportstownChicago.com. Highlights courtesy of Fox NFL. And there was another one. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) 710 ESPN LA. Thank you, gentlemen, for those, those highlights. Great job. And that's right. The LA Rams are headed home. To play the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's right. They will be playing in SoFi Stadium. So two years in a row, the uh, a home team gets to play in their home stadium for the Super Bowl, which it hadn't happened in forever. No, it's ever. been forever. Since no, it, done it's, that. It's, it's been like it's, that. It's never ha- it never happened until last year. That's crazy. And then now it happened again this year. So that's pretty cool. But my question to our listeners is, is this the year that Matthew Stafford cements his Hall of Fame legacy. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1 on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm gonna go first. Go for I it. think I think with the Super Bowl, he's in he's in the hunt for for a Hall of Fame consideration. And we're gonna break down this game here in just a little bit. But what are your thoughts? I, I I agree with you. If if he wins, I, I I think he should definitely be in the talks for Hall of Fame status because the numbers that he's put up and what he was dealing with with his career in Detroit, he didn't like really all he had all those years with Detroit was Calvin Johnson. Other than that, he's been he's been drowning in Detroit. But he's got he's got the talent to be considered a Hall of Fame quarterback. And I think once he get, if he gets his First Super Bowl win victory, I think he should definitely be in the talks and in the loop with the rest of them. I, I can, I can, I, I would agree with that. He's got the numbers, I believe. He just 
it was never on a winning team. No. And Every once in a while, they'd win, they'd have a winning season. He was in the playoffs twice before and, see and that, lost both times. So. And that you can't really blame him at all. for <laughs> Blame Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would say, for me, what, let, let me ask you, what, what were your thoughts on the game? It started off really slow. I think both teams weren't playing that great. It was mainly more of a defensive game. I think the defenses were playing fantastic. The defensive, the defenses were playing phenomenal, and I figured, I, I kind of figured that's why how I was going to go about because I did put a bet on this game and I did pick the under. And good call, yeah. <laughs> didn't win anything. I was in a four leg parlay, so Ugh. I know because I picked the over for uh, the parlay. Uh, Kansas City. That's how you make the money, people. People, if you don't know, parlays are where you make the big money. Oh, it is more of a risk, but more reward. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, it was definitely a highly defensive game. Um, I knew it was going to come down to I knew it was going to come down to the wire the way how this whole game was going. Um, I didn't expect the Rams to come back that fast in the fourth quarter because I saw a thing that when the Rams were down by seventeen through either like the first half or in three quarters, they have not won a game. It's very. I don't go by a lot of numbers often, especially when it comes to games like this. This is, yeah, it's a totally different stage. Um, but people stepped up when they need, I thought it was hilarious that you didn't hear Aaron Donald's name called hardly at all during the game. But when the chips got all pushed in, <laughs> all of a sudden there he is pushing that center back into Garoppolo where Garoppolo has got to scramble and throw that, underhanded pass to get it out and just so everybody knows i personally do not blame jimmy garoppolo for that interception i blame the 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 running back who had his hands on the ball and just could not rile it in jimmy garoppolo was trying to do as much as he could to make a positive play out of something that was undoubtedly going to be very negative that was almost like what you people have said and that you that you've seen that it's considered a pat mahomes play where he kind of makes something happen out of a last second decision when he's getting pressured and because it wasn't pat mahomes i think that's why i mean i don't know if a lot of people are putting the blame on garoppolo on the interception but no it was totally the running back's uh fault it went right through his hands well we all know who everybody's blaming from san francisco that poor cornerback Oh my tart. god, tart. Dude. <laughs> that that horrible, horrible decision by Matthew Stafford. First oh, yeah. and foremost. It was in like double triple coverage. It was double coverage. Horrible throw. It was very it was under it was oh, it, was it was underthrown, bad. too much air underneath it. It was like it was like a pass punt. Yeah. And I was surprised to see uh Stafford to make a play make a throw like that in that kind of situation with the stakes that we're at. But there is one play, and you and I talked about this and Gosh, I wish we could have found found yeah, the, no, the highlight to it. But at it, some point in the later part, half of this game, there was a run play by Cam Akers where he darts up the right side of, or the left side of the uh, defense, gets through. No one touches him. He falls down, gets up because it's a first down, and throws the ball. A, a 49ers player picks that ball up, and I'm wondering why no one threw a challenge flag or it was not reviewed because I can't remember for the life of me when it happened in the game. 
why the it wasn't reviewed because I looked at I watched I literally watched that play 10 times and had my uncle look at it himself and I said did anybody touch him and he goes I think that guy did right there and it was like in passing he swooped his arm down and may have possibly grazed him but that's not going to cause him to fall to the ground right I need I need to go walk back and watch this and Everyone listening out there. It could have been pivotal. It would have been pivotal. That would have been a huge uh, San Fran would have taken around. over, and I believe it would have been one of the scoring. It was one of the scoring drives for L.A. So for everyone that's listening out there, if you guys saw this as well, definitely tweet at us and see what you, and tell us what you guys saw and thought. I got to go back and see this. Blow um, T Whistle 1, B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or email us at uh, blowtwhistleradio at gmail.com. Absolutely. And then we do have a response from BMAC. He gives his thoughts on who who is in take of this game. He goes, eh, it's on both of them. Jimmy isn't Mahomes, so you can't make that throw. No, your limitations, but the back, but the back got his hands on it, so he has to not let that happen. No, exactly. When I played football in high school, everyone they you all, touch it, you catch it. Exactly. Yep. That's just that's how the rule is. If it touches your hands, it's catchable. So there's no excuse on that whatsoever. But no, I mean, BMAC, I could see where you're coming from with it being on um, blaming it on Jimmy. But I mean, he did what he could with what he was dealing with. He I, was getting, I will say this. Other than that one throw by by Matthew Stafford, unbelievably well played game. Absolutely, the interception in in the end zone not his fault. No, it, no, that it was bounced just... off of his receiver. That that's that, just that's one of those things that it just happens. I for me, Matthew Stafford played very well. Proved that he is capable of doing what is said to be done. When, when it's needed to be done, I think he shut up all the critics. This is now three playoff wins in a row. So he's now yep. above 500 in playoff games. And this team, this team is super, was Super Bowl or bust from the get-go. And especially after they added players such as Vaughn Miller and OBJ. And can we just talk about OBJ for a second, ladies and gentlemen? Can we just say that it was Baker Mayfield's fault? As to why <laughs> you start to wonder, but I also have to put a little bit of this on, on the system in, in Cleveland In Cleveland. Yeah. That system is not conducive to having a wide receiver get a lot of yards. No, but OBJ also knows his role in LA and I'm sure he was told his role in LA. Listen. Yeah. I figured his head's not getting that big. Your second fiddle to Cooper cup. Realize <laughs> without it, a doubt. Realize it. And and own it, but be a possession receiver for us, and that's what he's gone he's out there. He's been playing and done. very very well, and I'm liking to see how he's doing. First hundred yard plus reception game in 33 games. Wow, uh, he he had a phenomenal game. He did have a really good game here. We got a uh, nine receptions, 113. Great game from, yards. from OBJ. Oh, and Cooper Cup, as usual, okay. but 142 receiving at, yards. At what point does this man not deserve the MVP? They're double covering him. They're, they're doing everything that they can to make sure that he doesn't get the ball and he still gets the ball. He is the best route-running receiver in the NFL right now. No doubt. I don't even understand how he hasn't been 
He's gotten it yet. He's gotten it this far. He's made it to the Super Bowl, and all the, the conversation was Aaron Rodgers getting it. But look, he's done. He's he's out of the Super Bowl or out I, of the run. I don't see how you don't give it to Cooper Cup at this point. Because they don't like giving it to non-quarterbacks. I, I know. I know. I hate it. It, 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 should be, it doesn't matter. We're going to have a conversation about this when it comes to baseball. The, these writers need to get their heads out of their behinds and, and realize <laughs> that this isn't your, your, your grandfather's football team. Oh, yeah. No, it's... It's I don't know why it's always quarterbacks. It's always that's how it's always been. It's most valuable player. It anyone. And Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup's not on that team, they're not in the Super Bowl. Period. No, End of story. No, without a doubt. Without a question. No, because who I mean, we were just talking highly about Odell Beckham, but he wasn't gonna build up numbers like Cooper Cup. No. He's not he's not that he doesn't have that skill level like Cooper Cup. And can we talk about the tight end for LA? Higby? Blanton. Blanton. Oh yeah. Blanton comes he, off the bench with one, one or I, I think he said four receptions in his career. Really, and has Higby's the guy there? Well, yeah, I, that's why I've never heard of this Blanton Higby's guy. Done. He he tore something. Yeah, that's I I, I saw he that. He tore something, and I feel it, it was not a day for tight ends, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll get into that. Also, did you did you have a heart attack as much as I did when Debo Samuel went out? If he went out for the rest of the game, they, they no one would even be close. I, I, I'm going to sit here and just give a little kudos to a, a former Penn State player, Nick Scott. What a hit! That was what an absolute clean yeah. football hit. Clean. That was that was a clean. And hit. I love the fact that the referees pick up the flag and say there was no foul on the play, making football fun again. Oh, clean hard it hit was a in Debo. Hit. See here. Here was my issue because. In the first quarter, there's a hit like that from Nick Scott on Debo Samuels. Uh-huh. If he gets penalized for that, there was a, I think it was Warner for uh, the 49ers. Yeah. When when Stafford threw the interception, ran by Stafford and headbutted him with his helmet as he was running by. How they didn't see that and he didn't get flagged for personal foul. Beyond my comprehension. This is where I don't... Like, legitimately, purposely head-butted him. That's... This is what I don't get about some of these calls that the refs have pulled. They kind of pull some that just look absolutely... Like, the, these kind of personal fouls, some of them, they shouldn't even be called. And some of them, they should be called. So, the, these refs just need to be more on top of things and knowing what's right, what's wrong. It's, it's just... It drives me nuts of how the NFL's doing about this. Well, I will say this entertaining game, great game. Both games this weekend were unbelievably entertaining, fun to watch. Every minute of it. Uh, Things could have gone either way on either game. It was very, very, very close on both games. It's going to be interesting to see what this Super Bowl brings, but we talk about that in a little over a half hour. Maybe a little more. Maybe a little more. A little more. A little bit more than a half hour from now. But, Ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, the greatest segment in all of radio. Oh, yeah. All of entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. It's your Killing Me Smalls. If you had a moment this week that just had you saying, you're killing me, Smalls, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and let us know what had you saying, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time. It's that time 
every Monday where we get to rant, rave, and just go a little crazy if we want to about the things that had us saying, you're killing me, Smalls, this week when it comes to sports or just life in general, I, I, I would say. I would say I, so. Yeah. It's perfect. This is why we do our show on Mondays because Mondays are the perfect times to just rant. Rant. And rave about give, anything. Give us, get us out of our little moody blues exactly. on a Monday. Because Mondays, usually everyone hates Mondays. But, but once again, welcome to our, our new and existing listeners at the Under the Hood podcast. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, if you have a You're Killing Me Smalls and you want to send it to us, we will read it next week. Hit us up on our Facebook, Twitter, at Inst- or Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Or you could email us at BlowTWhistleRadio at gmail.com. Absolutely. Hit us up. Tyler! Yeah. You're going first. All right. I, got- <laughs> <laughs> I never go first. You never go first. <clears throat> well, plus there's no one else here. <laughs> but uh, I got two. I'm going to start it off with Well, a- how about this? Give, us- give me one. Okay. I'll-, I'll come to me. Okay, we'll then go back we'll go and flip back. back. Yeah, okay. We'll go back and forth. I'm going to start It'll be off. like a tennis match. We'll be like in the Australia Open. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got, I'm going to start off with a funny one. And, oh, my God, did this thing crack me up when I saw this, when I got home after work last night from BetQL. And it was shortly after the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship to move on to the Super Bowl. Congratulations to the Bengals, and we're going to touch more on that later on. Wow, but, uh, way to just kill the surprise, <laughs> Tyler. Damn it. I'm sorry. I just totally jacked that up. It's um, all good, man. No worries. Whoever runs the Bengals' social media needs a promotion because <laughs> Or this, raise one or the other. This was phenomenal. So Bengals and Chiefs go into overtime. Chiefs, uh, whoever runs the Chiefs uh, social media, you guys, you just got totally burned. So, anyways, the Chief, whoever uh, Chiefs post on social media in all caps, we won the coin toss, and then the game's over, and then they just put a final, and then the score, right? Bengals <laughs> Twitter page comes back in all caps. You lost the game. <laughs> it's so good. I just loved how. Just bring in that same like energy that was supposed to be put on that post. <laughs> just totally just killing it down. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, you won the coin toss, but we won the game. And oh, that was great. So Bengals social media guy, whoever's in charge of that, for making just me or laugh. Or girl. Or girl, sorry. I just call everyone guys. Like, gay. What's up, gay? gay? What's up, gay? I give you... S- Sir or ma'am. You're killing me, small. <laughs> Sir or ma'am. Or ma'am. <laughs> Come here, one or the other. Come here, little fellow. <laughs> yippee ki kai Get Sir along, little doggy. <laughs> Jeez. All <laughs> right. Well, my first You're Killing Me Smalls goes to a cornerback, and it's not the cornerback you all think it is. Mine goes to the cornerback from the Cincinnati Bengals, Eli Apple, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the man who tried to do everything to make the Kansas City Chiefs a Super Bowl winner or in the Super Bowl. I guess not winner, but in the Super Bowl, at least contender contender. This guy, every time and they I, I swear they did their they film because every time Eli Apple was lined up against Tyreek Hill. They were throwing to Tyreek for <laughs> yards. Oh yeah. Upon yards. Upon yards. Upon yards. <laughs> upon yards. Yards and yards and yards. Not only that, 
But he then makes a break on a pass, which could have been number three on the day for Patrick Mahomes, hits him in the chest, and he drops it. And it would have been a pick six. Yep. To end the game. (laughs) To end the game. So, Eli Apple, for being a complete trash of a cornerback, I give you a big old... You're killing me, Smalls! And I swear on all this good in the world, I, it would have been, been worse if Cincinnati had lost. Oh, man. That and, would, and you the know blame would have been put I, on him. I do this one for our for our fallen boy, Andrew Valentin, because I'm sure he was about ready to chuck something at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Eli Apple, I hate you! I hate you! Oh, he would. Oh, yeah. I could totally see him on the TV for that. <laughs> Luckily, they won. Luckily. <laughs> All right. Uh, my second one, a little more serious. Yeah. Uh, you should be this. Yeah. So I came across this this morning before, while we were prepping out today, but this post came on later, and I saw it on Barstool Sports. But um, a coach in the AAU uh uh, high school league, high school basketball league. There's a video of him. I don't know exactly how the whole situation turned out, but what he did is just you. you it, it's you can't do that. It's, it's it's inexcusable. He chokes. He gets all up in the ref's face, puts two hands on the man, and chokes him by the neck. And then the benches started clearing to separate them. Fists were being thrown. Dude, you are coaching. I mean, this is top of the kids. top kids. Granted, these these are like top of the top of high school kids playing around the country. But what what kind of what kind of leadership are you showing for these young group of kids that are growing up and gonna be looking at getting D one offers possibly to play college basketball with this kind of attitude? It, it, it doesn't show anything for the future of these kids. It makes them look like it's okay to do this kind of crap when you can't be doing that in this kind of level uh, or this, this field. you got to keep your composure. Yeah, refs are going to make stupid calls, and you're not going to always agree with them. But, I mean, there's one thing of j- totally disagreeing with the ref. But to go out of your way and physically put your hands on this ref and uh, put him in a chokehold... Just in it, inexcusable, my guy. So, whoever the hell you are, I hope you get kicked off from being banned from coaching for basketball. Cause that that that's just out of line and inexcusable for these young kids to be watching and having to deal with and seeing this and learning this. This is absolutely ridiculous. So, whoever the hell you are, I give you a big old. You're killing me, Smalls. I agree, sir. Just ridiculous. Absolutely, absolutely abs- absurdity. Absurdity. Absurd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my last You're Killing Me Smalls for the day goes out to one Shane McMahon. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the son of Vince McMahon is getting a You're Killing Me Smalls, and it's for one reason and one reason only. His absolute trash booking for the man men's Royal Rumble match. There were supposed to be surprises. There were supposed to be people coming in that you would never think were going to be there because of the quote-unquote forbidden door. People from New Japan, people from Impact Wrestling, people that are on the independents that maybe used to work for the WWE. But oh no, who does Shane McMahon book? All 
all talent that's on the roster, Johnny Knoxville, which was already known, uh-huh. Bad Bunny, who came in and did a phenomenal job once again. Bad Bunny is the best celebrity guest wrestler they've ever had in WWE history. He does. Really? Oh, he's fantastic. I need to see this. He's fantastic. He's great. Okay. He's amazingly good. (laughs) And it was really cool to see him there because he did such a great job at WrestleMania. But then guess who else Shane McMahon decides to book in this match? Is it who I think it is? Oh, himself. Oh, no, no, no. Never mind. Oh, it's himself. Oh. And tries to make himself get over by throwing out some of the key guys that are on on pushes right now for the WWE, like Kevin Owens and uh, a couple other guys trying to make himself look good. <laughs> there is so much, from what I've heard and it has been reported, there is so much heat on Shane McMahon for the absolute absurdity that he booked for that Royal Rumble, like even the wrestlers that don't usually speak up are speaking up and saying that they are pissed off and very unhappy with the way that went. Because I'll tell you right now, the women's Royal Rumble match should have went on last the way that 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 pay-per-view went. That pay-per-view was solid top to bottom until that last men's Royal Rumble match. So for being an absolute dumpster fire of a promoter and producer, Shane McMahon from WWE, I give you a big old... You're killing me, Smalls! I never got a chance to watch the Royal Rumble. I did see that Ronda Rousey made it. It is my favorite pay-per-view that WWE does. I remember you were very excited. It's so much fun. I'm sad that I didn't get to go down to St. Louis, but now I'm kind of glad I didn't go because I'll be honest with you, if that I would have been live watching that, yeah. I probably would have been like, give me my money back. Oh, yeah. I was so mad after. I got so hyped after the Women's Royal Rumble because they brought in a lot of people that I was shocked that they brought in. Okay. it's Rousey, be, Rousey was being talked about and rumored to be coming back, but no one was like, yeah, she's there, she's there, blah, blah, blah. Boom, her music hits and everybody, the pop was amazing. I saw it on social media. People were going nuts on social media that she showed up on it. It was awesome. It was absolutely fantastic. So, unfortunately, that's going to end. You're killing me, Smalls, for this week. I felt good better, though, after. You do feel it's therapeutic. It it really, really is. It's therapeutic. But once again, if you have a you're killing me, Smalls, moment from this week and you want to let us know, and we'll read it next week, we promise, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And we will read it next week. But, hey, Tyler. Hey, what's up? Do you think the average Joes can go 3-0 and in the Super Bowl? We're going to talk about it next here on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Here it is. Is it there? Hill. He's got to be the defender. And the Bengals make the stop to close out the half. That's up in the air. It's stolen. It's picked off by Cincinnati. There it is to the end zone. And he comes down with it. Outrageous. What a catch. Chase. Deep down the field, and it is intercepted on the rebound by Bell. Four years ago, he was a senior in high school in tiny Fort Payne, Alabama. Now the Bengals Super Bowl chances rest on his right foot. The kick is up. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. Good. Who they? Who they? Who they think gonna beat them Bengals? Who they? Who they? Who they think gonna beat them Bengals?
Welcome back to Blow the Whistle. Credit to CBS and WCKY ESPN 1530 for those highlights, ladies and gentlemen. And that's right. The unthinkable has happened. Not the unthinkable. Every single one of us picked it here on Blow the Whistle. This is the first time ever we all picked the same thing and they won. Listen. This never happens. Both games. Both games. Both games. The curse is broken? No. Remember, I played devil's advocate on Twitch. Oh, yeah, you did. So (laughs) I'm I'm taking all the credit for this because I played devil's advocate and said I was going to quote-unquote pick San Fran and quote-unquote pick Kansas City. But Joe Cool comes through once again. And just to let you know, the, the little tease that we had before, Two other Joes have made it to the Super Bowl and one, and quarterbacks with the first name Joe are two and zero or three and zero actually, because Joe Montana won two. Yeah, it was the first one to win, the only only ones to win a national championship and, and the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Were were Joe Montana and Joe Theismann or Joe Na- Namath? Yeah, sorry, my bad. No, you're my good. bad. Hey, Th- it's Monday. Th- Theismann on the brain. <laughs> Joe, Joe Namath and Joe. Name it. Na- Joe Namath. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Good <laughs> God. Happy Monday. <laughs> so can Burrow become number three in that group of average, quote unquote, average, average Joes? Average Joes. <laughs> to get that third, third person into that elite club. My question to you, our listeners, though, is did Cincinnati win that game or did Patrick Mahomes lose the game? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at blow T whistle one. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E one. Let us know what you think. I'm going to go first here, Tyler. Okay. I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes lost that game. Okay. Uh, play one. We have to talk about that, that play call at the end of the first half. That. Oh, that throw to Tyreek at the end of the first half, if that's a touchdown, we're not sitting here talking about anything other than I think it's a completely different game. I think potentially they were up by another score. I, absolutely. I think potentially Cincinnati gets blown out of this. Yeah, out of this no, game. absolutely. Um, I, this one's tough for me. I want to say that Patrick Mahomes lost the game, but I think with the adjustments that the Bengals defense made in that second half, Oh, you I mean think totally like letting Eli Apple not be single <laughs> coverage? Yeah. on uh, Tyree Kill when he's over the top of him. I, I think a lot of it. I think I I'm more leaning towards that the Bengals defense is what won them the game and caused Patrick Mahomes to look absolutely poo poo uh, in the second half. But like exactly like you said, if they scored on that uh, on that last uh, possession before the first, the first half, half, yeah, it would have been a totally different game. I was expecting. I was expecting them that 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 to happen, and the Bengals to get I think how way it was going. I think they fold. Oh, absolutely! I think they fold if that touchdown gets scored at the end of the first half. That that it's a completely different game. But I mean, not 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 ignoring the fact that Patrick Mahomes looked absolutely horrible, horrible in that second half. It was it I was give, not the, the what the first it wasn't the same Patrick Mahomes we saw in the first half. Well, and I will give credit where credit's due. That coaching staff from the Cincinnati Bengals on the defensive side 
brilliantly done in that Bravo second half. Bravo to you. That was, um, uh, completely, was fantastic. Completely took Patrick, Patrick Mahomes out of his comfort zone and made him work for every single thing that they got in that second half. Absolutely. And I think it, it helps the offense because the offense, uh, the Bengals offense, was not doing so hot in the first half, and they turned it up like a switch. And Joe Burrow, because he's ice cold. Um, <laughs> ah, I love that. That's great. <laughs> thank you. Thank Fantastic. you. <laughs> Bravo, sir. Thank you. Thank Bravo. you. Uh, he, started make, he started making plays that they, they were not able to do in the first half. And Joe Mixon, I totally thought he was – he was going. I thought his career was done. So he, he hasn't been very looked great. Ex- absolutely. He. I don't know where this. I don't know where this Joe Mixon. He's been came like from. that all season. He, he, he I know. Been. He's like he's on and off. And sometimes I forget that he's still in the league. And man, what a game! He One of the most game. underrated running backs in the league. Absolutely. As far as I'm concerned. I mean, he always gets picked off the uh, the board in fantasy football like all the time early and I'm always like why he's very inconsistent but he shows up when need be and well I think I think the second half I mean you had the Cincinnati Bengals dealing with a huge loss once again a tight end goes down in the first half of that game (laughs) uh who is a huge target for for Burroughs and just I Uzma? think, yeah, yeah. What'd you say, Uzma? Uzma, yeah, yeah. Uzma I think goes that's how down. You say it goes down. <laughs> <laughs> goes down in the first half, and once again, I think that may have thrown Joe Burrow for a little bit of a a, a loop because that's his his safety release most of the time is if no one else is open, check down to Uzma or or the running back because his his go to guys is. Obviously, Chase and Higgins. and Boyd had a great game. Higgins had a great game. And then Chase shows up second half and goes, all right, boys, you've done your job. Now it's time. That was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to give the 50, more credit. The 50-50 ball to go up by a field goal. Oh, yeah. On, he ripped that. He, he did that. He won that he ball. He lost that. Oh, yeah. Um, I also want to give Chase some credit because. I mean, I've, not only because the, I mean, also because uh, the whole Bengals, because it's a young team and new, obviously, to making it to the Super Bowl and being this far in the playoffs, because it's been since '89 since they've been to a Super Bowl. But uh, Jamar Chase coming in his rookie year, doing insane numbers uh, throughout the whole year, and still playing at a top level in the AFC Championship. He's elite. He is. He is elite. He's he's elite. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested to see after the Super Bowl, win or lose, how he comes back for his sophomore season because Justin Jefferson had a little bit of a sophomore slump this year. Yeah, I mean, he not did. not as still productive, but not as productive as his. But I think, rookie season. I think with being paired with your old college quarterback, you think it helps a little. I think it definitely helps. <laughs> or, you can or totally is it see the just not being there. paired with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. That's that's, that's another thing. <laughs> that poor, I, poor Jefferson. <laughs> I, once again, though, you, you think about the these Joes that have won national championships and Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Not the most touted, and when, when they came out, not the most touted quarterbacks to ever ever come out. He's the Joe Burrow was the first quarterback taken overall to go to the Super Bowl. 
I believe in his second season. I believe first first quarterback, first player to be picked first overall to make bring him the team to a Super Bowl. I think that's the first time anyone's ever done that. No, they've done it, just not in their second season. That's what I meant. Yeah, no, in their second season. That's yeah. what I meant to say. It's second season, and to me, that shows you when the spotlight is on. Joe Burrow shines the brightest, ladies and gentlemen. He eats up pressure and just chews it up and spits it out. He feeds off of it. Oh, he loves every... And I love all about it. He's Joe Cool. Oh, don't put that down. You see his outfit that he came walking in? What did he say pregame? What the, oh about the diamonds? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I loved it. They asked him about it if his diamonds were fake or real. And he goes, Oh no, they're real. He's like, I, I make too much money for them to be fake. I make too much money for them to be Such fake. Such a classic Joe Burrow like, response. He doesn't care what people think about what he no. wears to the And that's where people to the stadium. He just he Joe is Joe. Yeah. And another thing that he said, I don't know if he said it after this game, I think I I remembered seeing the the quote before, but he said it before I believe, and he said that the SEC stadiums are way louder than any NFL stadium that he's been to. And, and so you could tell to. you could tell Kansas City was trying to make it difficult and may have made it difficult. Oh, it was loud. It was definitely loud, especially the halftime show. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't. Oh, what happened? My God, dude! I saw I saw show, Ben Anderson say something about they like, had a full on concert going. In the middle of the field, and the guys are doing their halftime show on the sideline, and the, the speakers, speakers that's blaring. What, that's what Bear, Ben was talking about then. Yeah, he, he said whoever is the audio tech for CBS be should be fired, dude. That, that was great. You had all of these guys just yelling into the mic because they couldn't hear that's each other. Fantastic. It was so it was so dumb. But Joe Burrow, I mean. And this continues everything that we've talked about, about confidence and cocky. And now now all of a sudden, everyone's saying confidence. Oh, this yeah. Because he gets the name Joe Cool for a reason. He's There's just, like, they're going to make us, they're going to make a song. Like, instead of I want to be like Mike, I want to be like Joe. <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing that, like, everybody always goes, well, you know, Michael was so cocky. Tiger was so cocky. LeBron, so cocky. No. It's when words come out of their mouth, they can typically back it up unless they are on the back end of it's their not, career. It's not cocky if you're not backing it up. This guy and every all the guys that you were talking about, they back it up. Yeah. They totally back it up. And they come out and they play. And it's I, I'm still shocked of how well this dude has done in you his know, second year. You know who Joe Burrow reminds me of? And it's not even an NFL player. Who? Kobe Bryant. R.I.P. Because Kobe yeah. would never really talk, talk. Yeah. But he, you knew. He knew he was the oh, best he, player he on just, that field. He had that look. He he walked on that court. He looked. Uh, he gave you that look that, like, I'm going to kill you in the game of basketball. Do, dom, <laughs> just dominate. Oh, absolutely. And that's, I, I feel like Joe Burrow. Mentality. I feel like Joe Burrow has that mentality. Like, I can go on and compete with anybody, and he proved it. He outplayed, out hustled, and I think maybe even out rushed Patrick Mahomes. Uh he did. Yeah. Five carries, twenty five yards for Burrow, three carries for nineteen for Patrick how, Mahomes. How often can you say Joe Burrow that scrambled that, for, for yards? A lot of it was from that uh last uh that one of the one of the possessions that they scored on to come back. Joe Burrow 
there was a picture, and if you look at it, you're like, oh, he should have been sacked. But no, he somehow got oh, out of yeah. scramble. Chris he, Jones had him. And he lost him. Yeah. I and don't, then uh, tried to run him down and, and and could not catch him, and he gets the first down. I'm like, okay, this is a... And, and I, I'm starting to wonder if he's one of those few athletes that can flip a different switch in in playoffs. Oh, he could. I mean, I've you know never seen him, I never seen him scramble like that I've, before. I've never seen him scramble. I, I was like, what is <laughs> like he ran for 25 yards on one of the runs or like 15 to 20 to get a first down and I'm like, yeah. what is going on? I've never seen a Bur- Joe Burrow like this and for him to come create that and keep oh, you know that he was like coming in he had that mentality right there, and he was carrying the team on his back in those two plays where he rushed to get that first down because he found no one was open, somehow scrambled away from that defense. That pocket collapsed, like, in no time. It was insane. I, it, I, I, to me, just it, it was the most entertaining game, and I said from the get that I wish this had been the primetime game. I really did. I understood why they... they did the LA one later because it was in LA Yeah, for them to start at three o'clock. That would have been a one o'clock kickoff for them. Do you think it would have made a difference if the Bengals and chiefs started later? I don't know if it would. They had great weather. I don't know how cold it got later. They probably dropped 15 to 20 degrees, but But still I I burrow proved that he could play in, in climate. Since he gets some cold weather. So, I mean, he's used to it. Yeah. So, I mean, He's he's a kid who played, college or high school football in the state of Ohio. No, I have a question for you. Uh, Cause someone made a point about this and they're like, I wonder how uh, like they don't like, they really started him over him. How, how dumb do you think Urban Meyer feels about starting Dwayne Haskins over <laughs> Joe Burrow at Ohio State? Ohio State. Uh, I, I don't think too stupid because they did make it to a national play they national did. title playoff game. Yeah. Uh, but I do love the fact that it, he let him go. I can't. I, I, I love the fact that Joe Burrow has come out and goes. I love how everybody you know from Ohio says they love that I went to Ohio State. I'm not a Buckeye. I'm a Tiger. <laughs> I, was ah, like, I yes, love it. I thank love you. It. Yes, sir. There's a cool a cool story that like they they uh I think CBS Sports uh posted on it. They made like kind of like a video or a TikTok. Just this whole journey that Joe Burrow went through and where he is now about how he spent three years at Ohio State, uh, redshirted, transferred over to L- two years. Oh, two, two years. years. Transferred to LSU, wins the national championship his last year. Yeah. Undefeated season. Comes in uh, rookie season. Uh, out for the rest of the season, tears his ACL. Comes back, second year, head into the Super Bowl. And, and how many people are now whining and complaining about them not taking an offensive lineman in the first round. Yeah. And I I, I think all those detractors have <laughs> gone a long way. Bye-bye. So um, one of the shows I was working with uh, last night at uh, BetQL, they were talking about if other teams are going to start looking at it because they thought it was dumb that they picked up Jamar Chase. Um, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people thought Sewell was was the smart move, especially with Burrow coming off of an ACL injury. But so you almost wonder if other teams are going to be like putting that kind of idea in the back of their pocket. Like, okay, maybe if there is an 
promising elite receiver like Jamar Chase. We can patch fit uh, an offensive line to give our guy enough time to get his number exactly. one wide receiver wide open. To me, it I, I, I thought it made too much sense to pick up Jamar Chase. That's Joe Burrow's old teammate. I'll give Andrew credit where credit was due. He called Jamar Chase to Cincinnati before anybody I said remember it was going to happen. Saying that. Anybody said it was going to happen. And I was but, like, seriously, you think they won't go? And he goes, yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't pick up Jamar Chase. He's the most elite wide receiver in that draft. He's unbelievable. And obviously picking him up, uh, pairing him up with his, their former teammates. Cool, interesting I, thing. I will say I was very, I was very happy to see T. Higgins step up into that role of possession receiver yesterday mm-hmm. when when Azuma went down. I, yeah. I, that that to me was a big key. He turned it up as well as soon as Azuma 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 yeah Azuma <laughs> went down. It, these funny names. Hey, um, what are you gonna do? Cool thing, real quick, is because we're talking about Joe Burrow, Jabbar Chase. Both of them together undefeated in the playoffs. If you include college. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's I've been pretty looking cool, through. Man. I was going, cool. <laughs> I was going through Twitter, and you know how people have like the wackiest stats ever to come up with. Yeah. And I, I just somehow remember like these random ones. I'm like, well, I could say it because who else is going to say <laughs> it? <laughs> I love it. Like it, it that, puts it in a different perspective. That to me, but it also shows how Joe Burrow dealt with adversity. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm looking for with Trevor Trevor Lawrence next year. I want to see how he deals with his absolute destructive season this year. Absolutely. And maybe hopefully turns it around next season. And, and it's going to be interesting to see if he has that sophomore aha moment along with Justin Fields, you well, know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for our AFC championship talk. Coming up next, we have a surprise guest coming to join us. And we're going to be talking about how Poppy... Comes home to Boston Strong and some other Hall of Fame guys got juiced. Ortiz in the deep right field. Back is Sheffield. We'll see you later tonight. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate. And he can keep on running to New York. Game six tomorrow night. Drives it to deep right. Back goes Kadire. It's up, it's gone. A new Red Sox single season record for home runs. 51 as David Ortiz now stands alone. Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game. Big puppy. This is David Ortiz. Highlights courtesy of Fox. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our number two of Blow the Whistle. I'm David Dykstra. I'm here with my boy Tyler Buterball and former executive producer, creator, all-around talented dude, Brandon Januska. What's going on, Brandon? Not too much. Happy to be back on, back on the air. We miss you, Brandon. We do miss you, Brandon. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, we do miss you. Because now we have to deal with technical difficulties. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Put, put a little more work to you guys. <laughs> well, I've got a question that I want to 
throw out to our listeners real quick, and then I'm going to throw it right to you, Brandon, and and get your opinion on it because I'm I'm almost sure this probably would have been your you're killing me smells today if you'd have been here. Uh, my question to our listeners and to you guys is: Do you think that the voting process for the Hall of Fame? needs to change immediately hit us up on facebook twitter or instagram at blow t whistle one that's b-l-o-w-t-w-h-i-s-t-l-e one brandon thoughts yeah there's definitely something that needs to change with the way that it's constructed but at the same time there's it's the 75 percent, and you want it to be the elite but there's just got to be different criteria how much are you going to put into judging it on character when you've got guys like I know he was part of the very first class so things were different but Ty Cobb everyone knows Ty Cobb as one of the greatest hitters of all time but he's also known as one of the biggest biggest jerks of all time he was not a friendly guy he would ridicule other players other uh the fans he got into fights with fans so how much of a character issue is there with some of these guys that are already in and obviously the big issue right now is the, the, the steroid era. But you've got Bud Selig, who was the commissioner during the steroid era, who's already in the Hall of Fame as well. So it's kind of uh, contradictory the way that the, the Writers Association, the way that the Hall of Fame has elected different people so far. Well, and, and to, my, to my knowledge, Poppy is one of the guys that got binged for using steroids, correct? Uh, yes, he did. He showed up. He had a positive test, but that was on a test or on a list that was then later debunked, and the commissioner threw that one out as not being accurate. Oh, so it was quote-unquote inaccurate positive for steroid <laughs> use. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so do you – I guess my, my whole issue is that Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens – and if you want to throw him in there, Sammy Sosa, but I think Sammy was more after he started juicing. So I'm going to just focus on Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens for right now. Although, let me put it out there, Sammy was never put on a, a steroid list or or seen to have been using steroids. It was just assumed. Let me put that yeah. out there. Um, but my whole issue is, Bonds and Clemens were putting up Hall of Fame numbers before they even started using steroids, I guess is my big issue with it. Yeah, if you split their careers in half, that's exactly right. Obviously, the post-steroid era were just unreal numbers, especially for Barry Bonds. But if you take his first, the first half of his career, he still has Hall of Fame numbers. He, maybe not first ballot Hall of Fame at that point, but he's still a guy who would get in eventually, definitely within the 10-year window that he had that he didn't end up getting in. So, yeah, if, if you want to look at it that way, you could just say, hey, he was a Hall of Famer beforehand, or even Hank Aaron, who by a lot of accounts is still the home run leader if you discredit Barry Bonds. He said he's fine with these guys getting in just with an asterisk next to their name or have a separate steroid era wing of the hall of fame, which I know we've talked about before as well. Yeah. I've never had an issue with that. Brandon, I, there's another player that, um, that did not, that was on their 10th year in the ballot and they did not make the cut for the 2022 baseball hall of fame was Kurt Schilling. 
Is that a name that you felt like should have made the cut or no? Or do you think they got it right? That's a name that would have made the cut. He would have been in this year. He is the first player ever to reach 70% or more one year and then not make it the following year if they had another year on the ballot. But he actually, he was upset with the way the voting process went and last year called out the Hall of Fame asking to be taken off the ballot. So that's the reason for the drop. He called out the Hall of Fame, called out the committee, and essentially dug his own grave. Otherwise, he would have been enshrined this year. It's, it's, I must have missed that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there, there are a few guys out there that are pure just – it's because writers don't like them. They, the writers get butt hurt about the way they're treated by certain players. Clemens is one of them. Schilling is definitely one of them, and Schilling has had – some a lot of statements that have <laughs> crossed the bow of a lot of people that he has uh, upset or made very angry. So that doesn't surprise me at all. What are your thoughts on Sammy Sosa, though? I mean, to me, he's not obviously not first ballot, but probably should have been in there at some point. Yeah, he has the numbers definitely of a Hall of Famer. And I'm surprised that he was so much lower than all these other guys. Obviously, he doesn't have the accolades that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens do. Uh, Clemens with more Cy Youngs than anyone in history. Bonds with more MVPs than anyone in history. But he's still a guy definitely with Hall of Fame numbers. So to finish out at just 18%, it's surprising to me definitely that he didn't get a bigger jump. But that being said, it's not over for these four guys. As now they go to what was formerly the Veterans Committee. Now it's the ERA committees. They broke it up into separate eras of baseball. So I do think Sammy Sosa will get a bigger push in the ERA committee. And I think these other guys will definitely get in at some point. Which, the first time that they're all part of the Today's Game ERA committee, that's who will be voting them in. It's a 16 person committee you still need 75 percent of 12 votes and the today's game era committee votes this year they vote twice every five years they vote this year in december so december we could be having this debate again about all the steroid era users so you 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 kind of put it out there and this was going to be my question to you because i i know about that that alternate you know that's how uh Ron Santo got in after he passed away yeah. and things like that. So do you believe you, you truly do believe that all three of them will maybe all four will make it into the hall of fame via the, the era vote? Yeah, I, I believe all four get in at some point. I don't think, like we said, I don't think Sammy gets in right away. I think there's a good shot though. And even chilling just because, he probably rubbed a lot of people wrong. They might not be willing to forgive him quite yet. But I do think Bonds and uh, Bonds and Clemens have a good chance of getting in this December and being part of that 2023 Hall of Fame class. All right. Well, since we're talking Hall of Fame, I'm gonna I'm gonna just quickly quickly transition to another one. If the rumors are true about Tom Brady. Is, is this the most elite, even without Aaron Rodgers retiring, would this be the most elite quarterback class to ever go into a pro football Hall of Fame? 
Yeah, I would say so. I mean, if you just look at Brady and Roethlisberger by themselves, those two are proven winners. They've done just about everything you can do, two of the top passers in the league. Brady has obviously had the ultimate success, all the Super Bowls, all the AFC championships, switches team, only team with Super Bowl MVPs on two teams. And then Roethlisberger has never had a losing season, 18 years without a losing season. So those two by themselves put this class above just about, if not above, right there with almost every other class in my mind. It's see, it's I, you always forget about Roethlisberger's, uh, just because how everyone's looking at him now and how he's on he's was on the decline broken. of his career. Yeah, broken, <laughs> yeah, broken. Just call it the way it is. But, he was broken. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you got to also include him and just that all the success that he's had. Well, and I, like I I was telling Tyler and Andrew the other day, I was like, okay, so these two retire. Imagine if Aaron Rodgers just decides, you know what, I've had enough. I don't want to play anymore, and he retires too. It would those three going in in the same class. Nobody else would get any votes. Yeah, no, nobody no. else. Wants, yeah, if you were planning on retiring this year, change your mind, or, or you're not going to get in right away. Because <laughs> those are all first ballot Hall of Famers in my eyes. I oh, don't. Ne- I don't necessarily think. Well, and this brought up another. I want. I want your real, real quick because we're coming up on a break. We got about a minute and a half. I want to know your thoughts. If Tom Brady's rumors are true to retirement, does Aaron Rodgers go to Tampa Bay? Ooh. <laughs> I uh, thought about that. Brandon one, yeah. didn't even think about it. Yes. I, I, that, was, that crossed my mind as well. I don't think he would. I okay. think uh, I don't think he would. But it's definitely an intriguing, intriguing thought for sure. But I think that the reasons for Tom Brady leaving that the team is starting to break up. They're losing a lot of pieces. I think that would go into why Aaron Rodgers wouldn't want to go there either. Okay, that makes sense. Well, that's going to do it for our Hall of Fame talk. Brandon sticking around for another segment. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We're talking Blackhawks just around the corner, even though it's going to be kind of a depressing discussion (laughs) here on Blow the Whistle (laughs) on SportstownChicago.com. And welcome back to Blow the Whistle. It's the OGs, David Dykstra, Tyler Buterball, and via telephone from Indianapolis, Brandon Stats Januska. Brandon, it's like a reunion. We're about to talk Blackhawks. Right. We're about to talk Blackhawks hockey. But I'm gonna throw out a question to the listeners. What do you think the Blackhawks need to do different to turn this season around? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. Brandon, they've lost four of the last five after a four-game winning streak. Are, are you surprised? No, that's kind of been the story of this season so far. They came into the year. Actually, it goes back into just before the Christmas break. They, were, they lost six in a row, and then they won those four in a row. And now, like you said, it's back and forth. They, they've lost some games, uh, consecutive games again, uh, although they did get points in two of them, one via overtime, one the loss in a shootout. But, yeah, this team just 
hasn't had that sustained success. And after the poor start to the season, it's very hard to get out of that hole. They needed to go on a run. They haven't done it yet. Not saying there's not time. It is possible. If you just think back a couple of years ago, 2019, the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues were the worst team in hockey, worst team in the NHL on January 3rd. They end up turning it around, going on a ridiculous run, and end up with their first franchise Stanley Cup win. I don't see that for this Blackhawks team, though. <laughs> this team, they, I, I, I would love to see it, obviously, but this team has a lot of issues right now, and injuries keep coming back and forth. Right now, they're without their captain, Jonathan Taze, in concussion protocol. Uh, backup goalie Kevin Lankinen is down with the wrist injury. So they're, they've had the injury bug. They've had the COVID bug on and off. There's just a lot of things, and they haven't been able to find that sustained success. Now, you ask, what, what do they need to do different to turn it around? The big thing is stop taking penalties and falling behind early because they're taking penalties. Their power play, their uh, or penalty kill, rather, has not been successful their power play hasn't been that successful either, but their penalty kill has not been great, and they're taking penalties, then falling behind early on the scoreboard. And we saw it just in this last game two days ago against the Avalanche, who, albeit, are one of the best teams. They've won 10 straight now. But a team like that, you can't fall behind to these teams. The Blackhawks had a great push in the third period, made it interesting, but in the end, it wasn't enough, and you just can't fall behind. You have to take advantage, and you have to play clean hockey and stay out of the box against these elite teams if you're going to have success. And the Hawks just haven't done it so far. Brandon, despite I – because mean, you talked about how Jonathan Taves has been out on concussion protocol, but I remember when we, we heard the news about the Blackhawks uh, getting Seth Jones and then Marc-Andre Fleury – there was a lot of high hopes for the Blackhawks. Do you think this is kind of going more towards a coaching issue or is it just, they're still trying to figure this team's trying to still try to figure themselves out. Uh, so they did, they made a coaching change early on. John or Jeremy Colleton was fired who uh, fun fact is now back into coaching. He's taking over for the, the uh, Canadian men's team. He'll be coaching them for a little bit. But uh, besides that, Derek King comes in, and they they had success initially, and then it starts to fall apart again. On paper, yes, this team should be a playoff team. They're not the top team. They're not a, a necessarily favorite for the Stanley Cup, but they should be capable of making the playoffs on paper. And, yeah, the, to your point, they are still figuring things out. They've had a ton of various line changes and I think the injuries and the COVID protocols and everything are a big factor of that as well. But, yeah, Seth Jones, he, for his part, he has done well, but he hasn't done – he hasn't played up to the level that you expect from the contract that he gave, that he got. Okay. Uh, Mike, I guess my question to you is, that, do you feel that it's more of a lack of chemistry on the defensive side, or is it just – bad play uh, chemistry could be part of it but at this point these guys have played together long enough I, there have been some substitutions in and out changing up the pairings but at this point they've played together long enough 
where they shouldn't be having these issues. But too too often, the offense hasn't been doing their part. So the blue liners then push up and try to help out on offense, and they get caught in a breakaway, they, uh, a three-man rush going the other way, an odd-man rush, and then you're leaving Flurry or Lankin in or Delia, whoever's back there in goal, to fend for themselves. And as good as Marc-Andre Fleury is, these these forwards know how to get it, it scores. They know how to score on a breakaway, and more often than not, they will. So just playing disciplined defense is a big thing that the Hawks have lacked for many years at this point now. It's been a few years since they've had those elite defensive pairings, those Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, Johnny Oduya, Jalmerson. Those guys are, are gone now, so – they need to find that next great pairing. And Seth Jones, Connor Murphy, they have talent. Eric Gustafson has played well at times. They have talent back there. They just, yeah, they need to stay disciplined. And part of that also comes from the forwards doing their job so that the blue liners don't feel they have to pinch in as much. Okay, I'm going to rotate just a little bit because there's only so much bad juju that we can put out into the world <laughs> about the Blackhawks. <laughs> Do you believe that the NHL made the right call in saying that the NHL players could not go to the Olympics? From the CDC standpoint and everything, probably they're probably for it. I don't like it. I know the players don't like it. I think that if they're – if they want to be able to play and they've earned that right to play, this is for some team, for some players, a once in a lifetime opportunity to play on an Olympic team. And it, it helps the sport a lot to have those NHL players in the Olympics, as opposed to the, the amateur players. I know the miracle on ice, the U S team greatest triumph was an amateur team, but it's not it's not the same effect as having guys like Patrick Kane out there or Sidney Crosby out out there or Vetchkin playing for their respective countries. Okay. So that being said, Brandon, who you got winning the gold at the Olympics this year? Uh Canada's still a strong team, even without a lot of their their um NHL players, obviously. But I, I think it Russia might be the favorite. I think Russia, I, I've got to go with them. <laughs> everything everything that I've heard has said that Russia's going to run away with this. <laughs> I, I could very well see that. I, Canada still has some talent. Uh, so I think they, they'll probably be playing for the gold with them. But yeah, it, Russia is loaded. Uh, and it's it's the fact that a lot of Russian players opted not to play in the NHL and chose their own pro league in Russia to play in. So they're able to play in the Olympics this year. And I think that we had a guy on uh, Bet MGM tonight, I, I want to say about a month, month and a half ago. And he said, if you're smart, you play the futures on the Russian hockey team, especially if the NHL comes out play it now before the NHL comes out and says that the uh, pros can't play in. Cause uh, I think Russia was going off at like nine to one to win the gold. Oh, and wow. now it's dropped. Like you have to pay juice to, <laughs> to play them. Uh, so yeah, everything that I've heard says Russia is going to be very dominant. Well, uh, one, go ahead. One thing that I'm, 
kind of surprised that the NHL isn't doing because despite them like not letting any of their players play in the Winter Olympics, I'm surprised it wouldn't they wouldn't bend it. So to be able to have players play in the Olympics is that you just got to make sure that those players are fully vaccinated. If that's going to be if that's the issue, which I mean it mo- it is. I don't know why they wouldn't kind of do it because how all the other leagues are just making sure that any every player as much players as they can is fully vaccinated. If they're going to do that, instead of taking it away from everyone, that it should just be if you're fully vaccinated, you're able to participate in the Olympics. Yeah, and it, I would love to see that be the rule, but yeah, the league they don't want to take away from during their season. They don't want to lose their players for the next month. And that was the big thing, too. They want the NHL to have all these guys playing for them, and they can use kind of COVID as an excuse to keep them playing in the U.S. <laughs> well, and I've also seen uh, – I've I've been watching a little hockey here and there, Brandon, believe it or not, uh, that, that Canada is not allowing uh, uh, attendance at their, at their games, correct? They're empty – they're empty stadiums, right? I know most of them. Yeah, it might be all all Canadian teams, but yeah, I know there are definitely some teams that still are not open. Yeah, I knew I knew they were doing that um, before, like beginning of the season. I didn't know if they were still doing. Yeah, that. they're still doing as far like uh-huh. the last time I I saw, I, at least I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, they're in Montreal. There's nobody there. <laughs> I think that was all of Canada in general. Because I mean, I think the Raptors they didn't allow fans in there. Yeah, ra- it's all of Canada. Yeah. I do believe. Yeah. Um. That being said, Brandon, uh, we appreciate you popping in, joining the OGs once again. We had a great time. Dude, you know you're welcome back anytime. Where can they find you, Brandon? All right. You can find me on Facebook at Brandon Januska. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at bjanuska 95 All right, Brandon, you have a great rest of the day down there in Indy. Have a good one, Brandon. Thank you. How, yeah, wait, thank wait. You I, I got, I got one more. All right. It, since we're not down in Indy, is Carson Wentz the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts next year? Yes or no? Uh, yes. I believe he stays. A, they'll give him another year. After what they just gave up, they need to hope that it turns around. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, Brandon. Have a great rest of the day, man. Thank you. All right. That's going to do it for Blackhawks. We thank Brandon for coming on again. Coming up. Are the Bulls on the parade? Or are they just marching to their own drum? Here on Blow the Whistle. Yeah, we can let this play for a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. This is what wakes me up in the morning. It's been a while since I've Guitar Hero, I can't even believe you. Hey, it makes you feel better. I heard this song, Guitar Hero, too. <laughs> now we can talk about the balls. <laughs> now we can talk. Welcome back to Blow the Whistle. It's me and my boy Tyler Buterball here talking bulls basketball, ladies and gentlemen. They've won Woo-hoo. three of the last four. Looking pretty good without some key players not being in there, but I do have a huge gripe and I'm going to throw a question out to our listeners. How 
soon do the Bulls need to make a trade for a defensive big man this season? Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Blow T Whistle One, B L O W T W H I S T L E One. Tyler, I'm bringing it to you first. Well, the trade deadline is coming up. I believe, I think it's at the end of this week. Yeah, it's it's coming up. It's, it's coming up. It's approaching fastly. It's coming up very very quick. Um, <laughs> they <laughs> should just do the whole segment in a In an accent, the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Chicago <laughs> Bulls. I do definitely think that they need to make a move very very soon. I think I I, I have a. I have a slight hint it's coming soon because all the rumors that, that, that about Jeremy Grant and all the other rumors that we've heard before has just went off the radar. Like there's nothing go there's no talks about anything Somet- else going on. When, so I when feel things like, go quiet, you know something. Well, that's a- what happened with the Vooch uh pickup. That, I, that was not even a, a a name brought out to the Bulls and Arturis Carsonovas. Wow, I don't know how I didn't butcher that. But uh Good job. Thank you, thank you. Um, but when that was when that happened, uh, Vooch's name wasn't even a flipping thought to the Chicago Bulls, and that just came out of nowhere. So that's why I have a feeling because now I'm starting to feel I'm starting to understand AK's AK's little process, and it's just um, I think I think there's something coming soon. I don't know what is though. Here and and this is why I'm glad you brought up Vooch's name because okay. that's who I have beef with. Really. They Why? four out of four games they would have won if it wasn't for the lack of defense in the middle of that court against San Antonio. That was the most atrocious defense in that low block that it I was, have seen all season. And that was I was, it was like bad. I was like, Vooch, what are <laughs> you doing? See, the problem with Vooch though is obviously he's not the biggest defensive big man out there. He's not defensive he's just, at all. He's slow, at his, he's slow on his feet, and that's where bringing in a, another defensive big man is going to help him out. At I least still think it should be Bagley himself. Jr. because you're not going to have to give up house and home for Bagley Jr. No, you're no, just no, no, not. No. I like when you brought up Bagley Jr. I like that uh, thought. I And I think it could be a resurrection to his career. Well, yeah, because I mean... I mean, anyone that that whole organization needs to just blow up and start over because poor De'Aaron Fox, he's the only thing that's like doing good over there. Buddy Yield was a, a big name out there that was starting to do something, but they're not going to go anywhere if they stay over there. Yeah, but, but see, for my for my two cents, just watching that, really, really diving in deep into that San Antonio game, which, for all accounts and purposes, they had the they had it going and they could have won that very easily. If there was just a little bit more low block defense, no, yeah, totally right. The, the the bad thing is, I actually fell asleep. I was watching this game, and I was just so tired that day. And I fell asleep in the second half of the game. And I always joke about it. And I'm pretty sure NBC Sports jinxed it because they put up a graphic right before the second half starts. Is that the Bulls have one of the best records in the NBA? When leading at by halftime. ten at halftime, and then they only had three losses at the time, and now four. <laughs> but it seems like that's kind of like the Bulls' mo lately. Like they're having a hard time. They're winning games. They're not, but that, they're having a hard time maintaining a a substantial lead when they go out to one. This right now, it's it's kind of flip flopped uh, roles. The Bulls, 
at games, they used to be down by 2025, and that's why we always call them the fourth quarter Bulls because they just lit it up in the fourth quarter. But now it's almost like we're seeing a little bit of that same issue that we saw with the Bulls last season where they couldn't finish games. They'd be in a lead, and then they just slowly let that lead uh, come Tr- trickle, away. trickle away. And that, that's – the Bulls I mean, don't need we, that. We could, we could say one thing, though, that will make everybody feel better. Here in the Chicago area. At least they're not the Washington Wizards. (laughs) That is a really bad team. Poor Bradley Beal. (laughs) I mean, he deserves so much. So much better. Than that. So much better. Holy cow. 35 point lead, they blew that against the Clippers. The Clippers, the, Clippers. the Clippers suck. <laughs> like, how do you let that Trash happen? fire. Oh, my God. But that being said, congratulations to DeMar DeRozan uh, for being voted in as a starter in the NBA All-Star game. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that are a little tweaked that Trey Young is a starter, too. Yeah. And, and for good reason. I mean, his team is what? Next to last in the NBA right now, Eastern Conference. Uh, say that again. They're next to last in the M- the Eastern Conference. Who? Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. They're having Not a hor- horrible, horrible season. They're beating the Wizards. <laughs> That's not, ladies and gentlemen. That is nothing to, to brag about. Of. Nothing to brag about at all. Brian uh, B Mac uh, put his. Uh, Six cents in uh, for six. Wow, B Mac, he's giving you more than two. <laughs> it, uh, for his thoughts on when the Bulls should make a move, he says yesterday they needed to make one for a bit now. Oh yeah, I, I completely agree, especially with all the guys that went down with injuries that but are going to be out for a while. Back to the Trey Young. Um, <laughs> I know you wanted Levine in that starting lineup too, but I think there there's probably but at see, least yeah. one. One guard better than him in the East. You can somewhere. you can argue that, but like the thing that you also got to put it out there is which team's doing better. Which team? The, the Bulls are second in the East. It, but Atlanta's tenth in the East. Okay. I know it's based on players, but yeah. if it's that close, you got to also understand I, where the teams. Sit. I don't. I don't personally think Trey Young should have been on the All Star team. Uh, he should have been on the All Star team, but I put him in the reserves. Reserves, but I, I, I don't. I don't. I also don't put Levine My only thought, in the starting lineup. If they either. were looking, if the, whoever, like, when they picked this, if they were looking more of, like, a point guard standard, yeah. But Levine, he's played he's played the one a couple times. He's brought the ball up. He could, that's, I mean, Charles Barkley even agrees. I mean, he, well. But, I mean, like we I said, won't get into that. We're not. Terrible. 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 <laughs> but <laughs> for me, you know, there's what? There's Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, yeah. I mean, you can argue about him. Tatum? Yeah, but they already got their forwards. This is for like a guard. Tatum's a forward? Yeah. No. I'm pretty positive he's a small forward. Really? More than positive. He's, he he's a, a tall dude. He's like I, six. I thought he was a guard. My bad, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's all good. Let me make sure so I'm not looking <laughs> like an idiot. Wait, you're talking about Tatum, right? Yeah, Tatum. Small forward, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So right. I just, my, I just bad, to, my bad, ladies and no, gentlemen. I apologize. I, I apologize. just wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong, too. No, no. No, no. You're good. You're so. good. You, you, trust me. When it comes to basketball, you know way more than I do. So <laughs> I, I, I typically will, you know. Oh, but okay. You you want to go You want to go point guards? What about ball? 
That yeah, from, that's a, from Charlotte, and he the Hornets are doing better than the Hawks. So I mean, you could put that argue, I, I'm, argument to just, that's you know what I wasn't even thinking because the Hornets were doing worse, but they started to make themselves come back up. They've been playing decent basketball. You lately. make that's a good, that's a good argument right there. I I, I would consider Lamelo as a I'm a a starter. Yeah. in the East. I mean, if you're going, if you're looking for a point guard, yeah, I can see that. Okay, so I, I guess it, you know, it for me, it all comes down to. You know, I, I I get you're a Chicago fan. You want to see Zach Levine as a starter. I I'm happy with the Bulls actually having two guys on the on the All Star team. Not nothing's for sure yet. I mean, he will be listed, but they haven't listed the reserves yeah. out just yet. There's a possibility that Vooch might be in there. I don't know if he's. I don't think voting. Vooch. He was think. at the bottom. Ball was even a name, but with him being injured, injured I think he that's, wouldn't play. He wouldn't be play an in general. honorary kind of thing. Well, Imagine that though. Four KD once again. KD's a captain and is not playing. <laughs> Ridiculous! Ridiculous! <laughs> now this does is, that mean Giannis is going to be picking the team then, or is it KD going to be the head coach GM? I think, I think he's he's still I I read it earlier. They're still doing the draft. He's still making the picks, but he's just gonna be like walking around the sideline with a cane, just kind of like. Good job, guys! I told you guys his back or his legs were gonna blow out from carrying that team. Did I or did I not? Now the one thing that I almost had. Well, no, you can make the argument either way because they picked LeBron and not because I'm not just because my biased opinions with LeBron. Listen, LeBron's putting up numbers this year. You, he is. you cannot no, deny no, he is. his team might be horrible, but he's putting up numbers. I was almost going to say because Ke- the Brooklyn Nets were number one in the East. So I figured that makes sense to pick Kevin Durant because they're well, leading the East. Well, there were the people East. saying Kyrie should be on the all-star team. I'm like, what? No, he can only make the half the games. Are you kidding? No, yeah. get out of here. Um. No, LeBron has been putting up insane numbers. It's just and, he's, and he's it's, dealing with Rhett Westbrook. <laughs> he's dealing, he had a good game. He's up, dealing with a lot more than Westbrook. That whole team. <laughs> what, what was the tweet about uh, AD? Uh, bones of glass, skin of paper mache. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, Dude, it was so good. I saw a funny thing. Is uh, LeBron posted a, I don't know how long ago this was, but I must have been recent, but LeBron posted a picture of him coaching his son, Bronny. And he goes, what do you guys think? I What what, what did you guys think I, I said to Bronny uh, during this game and seeing his face? Like Bronny's face was like all like this. Dwayne Wade responds and says, I don't care if you're my family. I'll trade you too. <laughs> That's fantastic. I thought that was amazing. And coming from Dwayne Wade because those guys have they're a brotherhood. Tight. Yeah, they're tight. It's, it was, it was well, phenomenal. They, their kids play on the same team. Yeah, during the summer, which in is, summer leagues, they're, they're too close. I mean, it's it's it was great. Anyone else that would have said that, I would be like, okay, that's funny. But like the fact that it was Dwayne Wade, because <laughs> that's an ongoing joke about LeBron that he's he's out here trading people in in a way. But uh, but yeah, I mean, very interested to see of how the the NBA all start. The rest of the team's gonna be picked up as yeah. It's it, it, listen. No one ever really watches the NBA All Star Game for the game. It's it's NBA All Star Weekend that everybody watches for. So exactly, <laughs> it's good. It's gonna be. Hey Levine, if you want to be part of the uh, dunk contest, maybe against John ja Morant, please. Oh, I'm I'm that hoping m- I'm hoping John ja decides to be a part of it this year. That would be fantastic. I would love it if he does. Fantastic. Well, that's gonna do it for our Bulls All Star kind of talk. 
Coming up next, can Joe bury the Rams in the Super Bowl? We preview the Super Bowl on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. It is no fluke. It is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. San Francisco is heading home. The Rams are staying home to play in Super Bowl 56. That's right. Welcome back to Blow the Whistle with Tyler Buterball and me, David Dykstra. Hey, I'm not going to play any ordinary Super Bowl music. We're no, gonna play, I like We're going to play some some from the halftime show. Oh, that's going to be the greatest halftime show ever. I just hope they don't let the F-bombs fly, man. Because I hope, to their credit, I'm sure they won't. I think they'll be pretty good. Since they know how big of a stage this is. A couple might slip. I, I hope they go PG with it. I really a do. A couple might slip, but I mean. I mean, Snoop's gotten more and more. I mean, for God's sake, he's doing a show with Martha Stewart. That, <laughs> dude, Snoop does everything, and I absolutely love it. <laughs> the what fact I, that he does a show with Martha Stewart is just fantastic. I did not see that coming. One of my no favorites, one, though, no is. No one ever saw that coming. Have you ever seen Plazanet Earth? Yes. That, oh my God. If you want comedy. That's, it's really good. Those mongooses. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, we have a Super Bowl matchup. It has arrived. Cincinnati Bengals versus the L.A. Rams. L.A. playing at home, if you want to call it that. Because, in my eyes, SoFi Stadium is not a home field advantage. <laughs> as you can see from the game yesterday, when I saw more San Francisco fans than I saw Rams fans. It was about, I mean, the, the crowd Although noise about even. I have even. to say, the stars came out yesterday for that football game. Leo was there. Yeah. I was like, I was Leo. watching that. <laughs> Everyone was there. It we was got nuts. Leo. <laughs> you, know, you know, the president of the organization is like, Leo's here. Leo. <laughs> it's Leo. And if no one knows who we're talking about, we're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. It's Leo. We've got Leo. <laughs> but that being said, yeah, is, it was star-studded out there. I'm trying to think. There was um Oh, there were so many. There were so, so many. Nichols was Nicholson there? I don't I don't know if Nicholson goes out. <laughs> I haven't even seen he him at the shows any, up to I haven't the even seen him at Lakers the Lakers. Game. I haven't seen Not him lately, but that's seen. that's usually where you see him. Yeah. But I can't remember who the hell else I saw. There was a there plenty. was a there was a lot plenty. There, uh, uh, Jessica Alba was there. Yes, the only reason I knew that is I was like, "Ooh, Jessica Alba, <laughs> that still was, looking nice." Hello, that, that was my reaction exactly. Alias, how you doing? <laughs> 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 Even though you haven't done anything in like ten years. Yeah, I know where the hell did she go. She decided to be a house mom. Oh, and just take care of her kids. Oh, that's I, you sweet. know take more a, power too. Yeah, take a break. Why not? Absolutely, absolutely. Got, got enough money. <laughs> no joke. Um, I take a quarter of that, please. Please, just a quarter. Just, just a quarter. I like, think she does like like twenty five cents. I think she does like makeup lines and things like that. Oh, okay. So she's still doing something to make something. Yeah, yeah. But she's got a husband, doesn't she? Yeah, it, so. her husband's an agent, I believe. Oh. Maybe a sports agent. Oh, they're they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> they're fine in the yeah. money. <laughs> or wait, maybe he's a restaurant restaurant tour. One of the two. Okay. I can't remember which, but yeah, they're they're fine. Okay. But yeah, she decided to take a break from Hollywood and just kind of do her own thing. And Why not? No, it was really cool to see. Uh, listen, this this game, 
at this point, ladies and gentlemen, we're not giving out predictions this week because we got two weeks. Oh yeah, we're teasing. We'll, this for we'll, a while. we'll, we'll give it out next. I week. have my pick. I ain't gonna say uh, it. Oh, I I have. Okay, <laughs> we already know I, Andrews. I, Andrew I, I literally that. I have I have a pick with my heart, and then I have a pick with my head. Yeah, I'm kind of there too, but I, I got my pretty my pretty. I'll pick. probably go with my heart instead of my head, and it usually comes back to bite me in my patoopy. Yeah, but <laughs> that being said, it. it it's going to be a great matchup. Great defense from the L.A. Rams going up against a potent, potent offense from Cincinnati. And then an average, average defense. I oh, mean, by the way, Cincinnati, I consider- Cincinnati uh, I would suggest that you don't line Eli Apple up against Cooper Cup at all during this game. Please, God, no. At all. Please, God, no. Make, the, <laughs> make this game interesting. <laughs> Um, Cooper Carr, I would fifty-yard reception. Second half Bengals defense, I'd put him a little more above average. I mean, what they did to Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid's and, offense, and he he played he played well in the second half, but that's because he had over the top help. Well, yeah, and, and, and no, exactly. As long as there's been the funny thing is key losses on both offenses for both Cincinnati and St. Uh, St. Louis. Oh my goodness, <laughs> and L.A. Uh, with both of their primetime tight ends going down. Yeah. Both of them are they're still listed as questionable. Um that's I, as of today. Oh, but there's two weeks. When 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 Azuma comes out on crutches, not being able to put any weight on it his leg. That didn't look good. And he's crying. He had a yeah. Break, yeah. It did not look good. I doubt to see him play for this game, but who knows? But then again, they never I mean, said they never came out what it was. Once, did they? once again, T. Higgins showed up and showed out during he, that he game stepped up. as as the big wide receiver that you could throw high to over the middle to. Someone made a good point about this. This is going to be a fun matchup. Jalen Ramsey up against Jamar Chase. You think? I mean, that's going. I think Jay, if Jalen's smart, Jalen does what he's been doing this whole playoffs and goes, "He's mine." I would hope so. He's mine. That will be an interesting. Matchup to see. Although, although Mike Evans look, made him look like a, <laughs> a complete mo <laughs> yeah. with that stutter step, stop yeah. and go and at I the would ten cons- yard line. I would I would consider Chase a better route runner. And I than Evans. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think that's the one move that you can get Ramsey with because it's that's that's that the same. Step? It's this, always that always kills him. It's the same move Mooney move used on him. Yeah, it's that stutter step and go. And. We talked about, I remember we talked about it on a show a while ago. I yeah. think it was your Killing Me Smalls about how he was going up against the number two wide receiver. <laughs> he went up against the number so then, two and got that's burnt. What, do you think Ramsey's going to go up against Chase or go up against uh, Boyd? I, or Higgins, I, would, I mean, not Boyd. I would almost bet, see, that therein lies another thing. Like, I people forget how deep this wide receiver core for Cincinnati is. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah, I saw a thing, it's... <laughs> Like Poor look, AJ Green spent so much time over there, and he leaves. And then look at his help that he get, that that they get in the offense. Poor. Well, once again, though, you get Jamar Chase. You don't need AJ Green. So AJ well, Green no, would have yeah. been, been traded no matter what. No, exactly. It's just kind of funny how he spent like all of his career there. But he also, you know, he went with the quarterback and the group of wide receivers that he believed in more, which I mean, if Deandre Hopkins doesn't get injured, we might be having a completely different conversation right now. Yeah, I could, I could totally agree. with that. Think about when that offense kind of took a turn South when Hopkins went. Yeah. 
And that, that was uh, Murray's guy. Murray's kryptonite? Just take Hopkins out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I had high hopes for the Cardinals this year. They were, they were they're off to a great They're young, though. They got time. They're young in a lot and of the places. the thing with the Rams, they went all out. Oh, they're, to, they're, they're all in for the next they, two they to three have seasons. To, they have to win this Super Bowl. Or if you almost think about it, here, would you consider this? If the Rams don't win the Super Bowl, did they do all that for nothing? Because this was ba- it was basically all that all they did was to to get to the Super Bowl, which they did, and to win it. But now, like every they don't have a first round pick until 24, 24, <laughs> 25. So, yeah, but I mean, what what do they do if they don't? You resign, and hopefully they would, they, oh, I, and, they would and, need and, to, and you hope that they take a discount to play on this team. I'm gonna see where they're at with cap. I don't know. Oh, they're. they're so. <laughs> Are they? They're strained. Oof. They're strained. So <laughs> for sure, they're. You think about it. Stafford contract. Cooper yeah, Cup contract. Oh. Aaron uh, Donald's. Aaron Donald's contract. Biggest. Yeah, they're strapped. <laughs> they're strapped. They're about to. Oh, okay, their Rams are to roll over just uh 137,000 in cap space. So they really don't have much. No. So they're wow. going to have to ask these guys to do it on a, we love you, please play for us kind do you of think, deal. Do you think they, they, could exer- they would exercise Donald's like how the Bears have they done? Might, they might reconstruct, yeah. Yeah. They might, they might ask Aaron. If they win the Super Bowl, it, it changes a lot. Yeah, then they can kind of do what they you want. Because you can go and say, hey, you know, we want to get back next year. Would you be interested in reconstructing your contract so we can get some guys in here to help you out and help the team out? And yada, yada, yada. Can I blah, say blah, blah. that I'm also really happy, despite he was in the NFC North, Matthew Stafford. Oh, coming super in. happy. I'm for so Matthew. happy for him. It's exactly what one he of, needed. One of the grittiest, toughest quarterbacks you will ever see in the NFL. Oh, without a doubt. The damage that that poor kid took in Detroit <laughs> is is beyond comprehension to most people. Kudos to him for sticking around with Detroit for that long. Oh, he would have. I, I, I'm almost convinced that if he hadn't gotten his trade, he would have pulled a Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders. Just retire? Just retired. Or yeah. do you think he would have pulled the Aaron Rodgers and been like, no, no, I don't want to play. No, I think he would have. I, th- I think he would have hung it up. Wow. He, he was. See, he, that would have sucked because he, he's not even that old. And he's got a cannon for an He's arm. got a cannon. I've always said it like uh, when that's I was watching why, him back. That's why that pass yesterday completely shocked me. He, he, never, never, he never would throw it under. I think under he throw got, it. I think he got hit just as he was releasing. Oh, did he? I think he got hit okay. just as he was releasing. Not very hard. Like it was the initial pop. God damn lucky though. That should have been an interception. <laughs> that could have totally changed this go, game Tark. around. Like I said, though, there were a couple things in that game that possibly could have turned that 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 no call from the refs when when Acres, you know, spun well, yeah. the football for a first down. I'm like, I don't think he was touched by anybody. <laughs> and then the 49ers guy picked it up, and I was like, oh, somebody review that. <laughs> and I, I I still to this moment don't know why. Nobody reviewed that play. I mean, I feel like that's weird. I had to go looking back at look at that because that's weird how no one even like go, thought of that. Go look at it because I'll, I'll say right now I saw one person kind of like swipe at him. Uh-huh. But other than that, he wasn't touched by a defensive player. That's ridiculous. In a game like that, you got to be able to pick that up and v- review it over. Come on. Yeah. 
I, that that's my that that was my whole thing is like why is this not being reviewed because it had been a different story if no one had picked up the ball and the ref came and picked up the ball yeah exactly but a san francisco guy picked up the ball so that then and yeah yeah that, that would have changed everything oh yeah for <sighs> sure well unfortunately this is all the time that we've had for this week pretty fun Tyler, this I'm was not going to lie. It's been a while since just you and me did a show absolutely. here. So it's no, been a, almost absolute, a year. Absolutely. I'd have to say probably. Oh, at least. At least a year. With our three-man rotation, we got people to fill in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, everybody, thanks for tuning in. To everybody on the Under the Hood podcast, we appreciate everybody, new listeners, reoccurring listeners. Uh, if you want to let us know how we're doing, you can hit us up on our Gmail account at blow t radio dot com or dot com blow radio at gmail dot com. We might have a website yeah, coming up. We we'll see. We might. You never know. Merch. Tease that. Merch. <coughs> Merch. Yeah. <laughs> um, hit us up on our email: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at blow t whistle one. Uh, Tyler, you got anything you want to? give out right now um i mean just uh obviously we're gonna be back here same same pretty faces same time bat, same bat time same, same bat time. channel hopefully no issues <laughs> <laughs> yeah. knock on wood knock on <laughs> stupid technology i hate technology but for me david dykstra tyler Buterbaugh. thanks for tuning in have a positive week stay positive be positive and have positivity all around you we'll see you next week on blow the whistle on sportstownchicago.com